Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, I'm going to be talking about this most interesting phenomenon that I've noticed over the past few years, particularly since COVID, um, where primary breadwinning husbands and the younger, more liberal couples that I work with are condescended to by the wife in pretty much a mirror image of the way that uh, stay-at-home moms used to be condescended to by their breadwinning husbands. So what I mean by that is that in couples where the woman's job is um, staying at home and taking care of the kids, which is certainly something I respect, I've said numerous times that I used to work uh, only 10 hours a week when the kids were, uh, before they were school age, 10, 15 hours. And, uh, you know, so mostly I was home and it was super hard, you know, to be home with three little kids. And so I definitely think that's a hard job. However, you know, it is also a hard job to work. So uh, neither one should really be condescended to. And I will discuss how this, um, how this trend plays out in the couples I see after I tell you to subscribe because most recent subscriber episode was on how healthy couples age well. And this one, in fact, was I was all lined up for this to be a subscriber, but I figured I would not have it be a subscriber episode because, um, you know, not everybody listens to those. And I feel like this is kind of an important one because when this came up in my secret Facebook group, um, this idea, and I did a video about this, a lot of guys felt very, very validated, particularly on TikTok, which is where the younger guys are. So um, since it's made a lot of people feel better about their situation and not as not as uh, crazy for being in the situation, I figured I would just um, keep it as a non-subscriber one. And the next one will be subscriber, whatever I choose to make that one at the time. So anyway, so what am I really seeing? So this is people that are in their late 30s or younger, and the woman is at home with the kids, or maybe she works part-time, but um, mostly she's home, and the guy has the job that supports the family. And basically, it, so there's this term in the 70s, the second shift, it was worked by Arlie Hothschild and uh, talked about how when women were working uh, outside the home, they came home and they had to do the second shift, which was all the housework and child care. So the guy basically sat down and rested from his job, but in dual income couples, they saw that more of the second shift, which means the housework and child care, you know, that is necessary after you pick up from daycare, et cetera, was done by the women. Well, shit has shifted, man, because I see exactly the inverse. And this is with women who are stay-at-home moms. So this is not dual career couples. Now, what do I see in dual career couples? I see that they pretty much split everything. Sometimes I see that the guy does more. Sometimes I see that the woman does more. Mostly if it's a dual, full-time dual career couple where they're making somewhat near the same money, got somewhat the same schedule, then that pretty much follows through and they kind of, you know, divide most things. I'm not talking about that here. What I'm talking about is a situation where the woman is home or she works much less than the guy. Now, that used to be that men in this situation where they were the primary breadwinner uh, condescended to the woman. 
And they would say things like, what the hell is she doing all the time? And this is not a real job. Staying at home is not children. Must be nice to sit at home and not have to worry about money, blah, blah, blah. And that's very condescending. And there are still guys, of course, that say things like this, you know, and they very much shouldn't because they're being assholes. But also... Um, you know, their uh, women should not be assholes too, right? So that is a basic tenet of my philosophy is that nobody should be an asshole, not men or women. And so now I see a lot of these younger couples in their, you know, late 30s or earlier that or younger where she's at home, he goes out to work. That's considered basically nobody talks about that he earns the money because that's considered kind of like almost, I don't know, tacky or something like saying that he makes the money. It's just not even done. Somehow they have money. <laughs> so possibly related to that, he works, you know, but never actually stated. And um, certainly not more than very cursor, a very cursory statement that, that he provides the money. But basically he comes home and so he does basically the second shift. So she's out. She doesn't do anything after that or she does very little or, uh, you know, they split everything. But when they split everything, she does higher level macro emotional labor stuff. Now, what can that mean? That can mean everything from scrolling Instagram to look at parenting tips to shopping for kids clothes online to figuring out what the summer camp is going to be, you know, eight months in advance uh, to talking to his mother because, you know, that's emotional labor, too, because that's his mother, even though she likes talking to his mother. Um, you know, it, it, it could be like anything. I'm not saying every woman likes talking to their mother-in-law. I'm talking about even a situation where she likes to talk to her mother, to his mother. Somehow this is emotional labor because she's maintaining the social ties with his family or something to that extent. So what we end up in is a situation where he has to come to all of the pediatrician appointments because otherwise he's not an involved dad. He has to come to all the extracurriculars because otherwise he's not an involved dad. Uh, he has to do basically everything, even though he also has to work. So I first saw this in COVID where the guy was trying to do a job from home, but also kind of had to do everything in the home also, which is impossible. Can't do those two things at once. But anyway, now is expected to take off constantly from work. It is certainly a different generation. So people are more on board with giving lots of, you know, flex time and this, that and the other. But I don't know. It's like kind of how many people do we need to take a child to a pediatrician appointment? How many people do we need to go to every extracurricular? So there's a lot more uh, stuff under the rubric of the man being involved. But in reality, is kind of, you know, forgotten that he's also trying to work. Now, I see a lot of shift in this when women go back to work. Some women have outright said, so as the kids get older, they might go back to work. And then they say, basically, oh, shit, I see kind of what what he meant. This is really hard. I'm really tired. I can't text all day. I can't pick up the phone. It's really stressful to reschedule stuff for the kids' appointments. So there can be a, a come-to-Jesus moment at that point for a lot of women when they go back to work. However, we're not talking about women that have already had some sort of epiphany. What I'm talking about is the younger guys that get kind of shafted because they're expected to uh, work, but also not work. And what else is not on the docket anymore? Sex. So I've talked about this a lot with um, the marital coercion rhetoric. So, and, and I had a whole podcast called like when your relatively young wife wants to be in a sexless marriage or thinks you should be okay being in a sexless marriage. So in a lot of these couples where the guy is doing the second shift, he's also not getting late. 
And while I know no healthy man truly that says something like, I worked all day, so I deserve a blowjob. Like, that's like like a joke. Like, I do I have zero clients that would say that. And if any guy says that, he's an asshole, you know. But the reality is that sex used to be part of the marital contract, and now it's not. So it, it also, he can't do anything else that isn't work because his outside of the house time is taken up by um, you know, work. So, so he ends up where he has like kind of no hobbies. And I wrote a whole post about this. Stop caring so much what your wife thinks part two, why men can have a life outside of work. So there ends up being a lot of younger guys that are in like world's worst situation. They can't get laid because they can never have sex. Their wife doesn't want to have their wife can never really experience spontaneous desire anymore because she is not in the honeymoon phase. And so her life philosophy is that she shouldn't do anything she doesn't want to do, especially in the sexual domain. And that is basically the religion of the couple. So of course, if she has no spontaneous desire, then they basically never have sex. And he's not allowed to ask for sex because, again, their entire philosophy was that sex is something that we just do when we are joyfully, you know, uh, moved to do so. And they refuse any idea about spontaneous desire in many cases because it's so antithetical to this philosophy of that we have sex only when the spirit moves us and that is what is good, you know, and true. So basically, they're not getting laid. They're not allowed to have hobbies. They're not allowed to have friends. And they're doing basically a lot of the shit work in the house. So while she's doing the emotional labor of figuring out what Christmas cards to to send out, he's doing bedtime and bath time. So, and I see this a lot, especially, especially when there's like, um, you know, like other issues going on. So it's not like the woman in this situation is, is happy. Like, don't, like, there's there's no world in which she's like, oh, ha, ha, like, I feel great about myself, you know, I'm just gonna make him be my bitch. Like, that is just not true, and it's not real. Uh, what is real is that she's usually suffering from anxiety or depression, and she feels completely overwhelmed. She really does feel like the Christmas cards are very important, or that the shopping for the kids' clothes, or like, whatever the hell, or talking to his mom, or whatever, is very important, and that's necessary, and she has to be this perfect stay-at-home mom. And she feels like super, super tired and stressed and and just at loose ends like all the time because she has untreated depression and anxiety. And there's, you know, being a stay-at-home mom is not easy. You do, do not, it's a thankless job. So, but but the answer cannot be to make the man's life equivalently miserable. Like that cannot be, that, that can't be right either, right? I mean, it, it should be trying to make both people's lives less miserable. So unfortunately, what happens is that Her misery makes him miserable too. And does this happen to all men? No. But who's more likely to have this happen? This is a sociological main effect, a trend that I see. But obviously a workhorse man that has that sort of persona of being a workhorse, which I discuss in numerous posts and podcasts, a man that derives his self-worth from what he can give, do, and provide versus from what he internally is, a man with lower self-esteem is going to end up more in this situation where basically they 
they feel that they are somehow, um, despite that it earns the money that keeps everybody alive, they're somehow betraying her by going out every day to work. And when they get home, what they have to do is somehow make up for it, for, for this betrayal by basically doing literally everything with the children and encouraging her to go exercise or go get her nails done or this or that or the other, because her work, this emotional work, this mental load, oy, the mental load is so, so harrowing and horrible that, of course, she needs a respite from it with nobody remembering that Carrie having a full-time job is also quite a big mental load <laughs> as well, which is a part that like is not in the rhetoric yet in society. Having a job, this used to be a given, so it's crazy that it's gotten to a place where this would be like weird to say, but having a job is hard and there's a lot of mental load and you don't just think about it when you're at work. So the whole time that he's at home, he's also thinking, I got to get the email from my boss and I got to do this for that. And I got to have this project got to be in and I can't be late to this meeting or this meeting and I can't do this and this. Next week I have to take off twice. I have to take off for this and I have to take off for that. So then how am I going to do that? And then also she doesn't want me working at night. So then how do I do this or that? And all that shit is happening uh, in, in, uh, with a backdrop of no physical intimacy. So it is kind of no wonder that the men in these situations end up feeling pretty depressed and anxious as well, right? And nobody's happy. So it's not like the woman is happy. It's not like this ends up making her happy either. Because obviously, you know, the hedonic treadmill, right? So once you get used to something, then you get used to something. So if he starts cooking dinner every night and doing bedtime and bath time every night and uh, taking all the kids to their appointments and this and that, that just becomes the new normal. And if she's depressed and anxious, then she finds some other shit that goes in there, especially if she's anxious. If she's depressed, she's just going to lay around on her phone and that's going to be to considered recharging. And so it's very codependent, these relationships, because I'll talk to the guy and I'll be like, well, what does she do? Well, you do this, that, the other, and this and that after work. He's like, well, she scrolls on her phone. And I mean, it's like, I'm like, well, do you mention that? Do you say anything? Oh, no, no, no. She needs to recharge after her day with the kids. Well, I mean, didn't you have a day? Didn't you work as well? Yeah, but the thing is, I didn't see the kids, so I got to go to work. I got to come home. I said, when do you recharge? Oh, I don't recharge. I don't need to recharge, though, so she's this highly sensitive person. You wrote about that, right? She's a highly sensitive person, so she needs to recharge. I'm like, well, you know, you are a person, though. I mean, maybe not a highly sensitive person, but you are a person. So when do you get to do anything you like to do? Oh, you know. Well, it's fine. This is a tough stage. And meanwhile, this is somebody who's like probably developing a drinking problem, is like about to, you know, like lose his mind, you know, look really, really an unhappy person at a deep level, feels like he's doing a shit job at work, constantly financially anxious, you know, and um, in, in, in many, many, many cases, you know, this is this starts right with the first baby and, and it gets worse with every subsequent baby. And so you end up with a couple of babies, two, three babies, and it's like the couple is just really running, co-running a childcare business, but there is no expectation of intimacy literally at all. She basically says that she is never in the mood and it's because she has so much to do. There is no amount that he can do that will give her less to do, it seems, because they are just in that pattern. 
Now, is this all younger couples? Certainly not. Do I still see many people who are still actively, you know, uh, appreciate the people that, that appreciate each other and that say that they depend on each other? You know, yes, certainly. Guys that are happy that the woman is watching the kids at home and he's working. And then when he comes home, you know, they split things. And then on the weekends, they split things and both of them get to socialize and both of them get to have, you know, both of them may get to exercise and they still have sex. Yes. You know, especially once I'm done working with them, I see those people, but I see them in the wild, you know, a lot as well. But there is this new trend and it is something to look out for and to, uh, you know, work on in therapy if this is you, where the, the same way as women didn't used to matter, as they did all this invisible labor, the man is doing invisible labor, except his labor is literally getting a paycheck. It's still somehow invisible because we're not allowed to talk about it. It's like the emperor's new clothes. It's like, how do we pay for the clothes that you're buying online, you know, for the kids? Oh, well, you know, I still have some money from when I used to work. Yeah, but also, (laughs) also, like, he brings home a paycheck every two weeks, correct? I mean, you know, and it's like, that's considered, like, very anti-feminist or something to, like, say that he's the primary earner. However, I've never seen it be very anti-feminist once she starts working. Because when she starts working, then she is also making money, too. And then she feels like, oh, shit, do I really want to spend X on Y? I don't know, because X means however many hours of work. So then it changes very quickly. And there really are higher rates of depression, you know, that I see in stay-at-home moms because it is truly a thankless task. But I do not think that the, the, uh, the solution is making men feel worse and making them feel like they can never do enough and that somehow they got to apologize for, for being out during the day and then make up for it with them doing the only second shift. It doesn't make sense for it to, the pendulum needs to not swing 180 degrees because it wasn't good when women just did the second shift by themselves. So then how would it be good for men to do that by themselves? It doesn't make any sense. So if you are a man in this situation, it's likely that you have some self-esteem issues, you know? And uh, it, it is also true that there are some men that get into this situation and they are very openly miserable about it. But so, so some men are just like, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. But then they're like secretly like feeling extraordinarily stressed, exhausted, unhealthy, etc. There are other men that are very angry about it, but like they, they were used to being in a dysfunctional home in their family of origin. People were angry all the time at each other. So they're just in this very codependent, angry thing. So they will. Those are the ones who'll say, what the fuck are you doing? You're just scrolling on your phone. Like, while I'm doing this, that, and the other. And the woman will be like, I have to recharge because I, this is so difficult all day. And why are you such an asshole to me? And he's like, I'm not an asshole to you. Who do you think provides in this house, right? But yet he's still doing, he's still enabling her depressive or anxious behavior. And the fact that the uh, division of labor is very, very screwed, you know? I mean, it's it's kind of egregiously imbalanced in the exact same way as it used to be for women in most cases. So the answer is not to make men suffer the way that women used to suffer. That can't be right, you know? I mean, that's not ethical, that's not logical. So if if you feel that this is an interesting uh, issue and something that you want to bring up in your own counseling, then you should. You know, any any person in this situation, if you recognize this dynamic, this is not a sustainable dynamic for the guy to not be able to um, ever rest because he's always apologizing for being gone even though he has to be gone it's just not a sustainable it's not a sustainable solution 
All right. Well, um, I will talk to everybody soon. I hope that you enjoyed this and have a great day, guys.